start off every morning talking about um, positivity and and um, I yesterday during Shal Shuddas if, if uh, those of you who are here remember um, I, I got to change I got to switch up mayor maybe you'll, you'll help me with this you know using the word love um, I wanted to get more um, detailed in what that means love you know because we throw the word love I throw the word love around and uh, it's good to get it more clear, because I was just going to say, and, you know, to love ourselves and to love others, you know, it's more, it's more about, um, as we were saying at Shalashudas, and just to repeat, it's more about, you know, listening to yourself, um, accepting yourself, being gentle with yourself, working with yourself, because we were saying, is that love is also disciplining oneself. When you love yourself, you discipline 
yourself. So, so oh, people get confused with, uh, with love um, and love being, uh, you know, love, love being, you know, just one way. People think love means, you know, you let yourself get away with everything. That's not love. You know, and then people think discipline means you're so hard on yourself. And that's, not, that's also not love. But you need them both. So the reason I'm saying that, I'll get to you in a second, Rabbi Cohen, Rabbi Bitzal, is that um, one of the things that we start off every morning, that's why we start off with purity of speech, is because, you know, part of it is, is a person learning how to think differently and to think more, po- like being more, how about this, being more positive and saying thoughts that are nicer thoughts, saying more understanding thoughts, saying more, more gentle thoughts to yourself, like, like I'm working with you, we're going to try and have a great day today. Um, I understand the fact that you had a tough night last night, and I understand that you had a tough week, or whatever it is, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for, you know, for doing everything that you're doing. Those are words of love to oneself. Of course, you could also say, I love you, I love you, I love you, but I've heard a lot of people say, I love you, love you, man, love you, man, love you, man. So, like, you know, that, that can become a little bit of just a, you know, another, you know, sentence, as opposed to specifics of that. So that's why we start off with purity of speech. I'll say my second story in a second, but I want to hear from Rabbi Tzal, um, um and then Rabbi Tzvi, yeah. I was just thinking, perhaps another word, uh, perhaps another word, yes. clarifying this love, love. Yeah. Yeah. Patience. Right, patience. Right, right. That's another one. Right. Right, correct. Patience is that right? Like I wanna like I wanna form thank you, Rubitzal. I wanna form thank you, Rubitzal. I wanna form I, I like I I'm uh, this mamash happened Shal Shudas when I was because we were talking about the difference and those who remember we were talking like the difference because I was talking about love as the as the background. And then we were saying there are two types of love. There's, and then when I, when I got to the, to the world of like love, the way we think, we talk about it, it became like, oh, you know what I mean. And I'm like, no, 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 wait one second. Because love is also discipline. Right? If you, you love your child, you're not going to let your child you know, eat all the candy in the world. When you love yourself, right? when you love yourself, you discipline yourself. So, so that's another great word, Rebetel. Maybe we'll... We'll get a list if, if people, if all, of, if all of us here could start, you know, using those words. A great word is being patient, being kind. I think, I think when I think of loving myself, I think of being patient with myself, being kind, saying kind, nice things to myself, uh, being understanding of myself. You know, those are, those are ways of loving ourselves. Just like when I ask of myself to... to you know, to do things that I, that I know are good for me to do, even though it's hard for me to do it sometimes. But you could be patient and asking, whatever. Okay, yeah, this is... Uh, I'd like to see, and then I, I want to say, yeah. Before I, sh- I share a story, I want to just add on what Rafi at Sadiq said, that there are many moments in marriage that there's a lot of misunderstandings, and uh, one could think the other person insulted them, or said something, and I find a lot of times that if you if you come from the premises of you know I love you, so obviously there's a misunderstanding because I would never try to embarrass you in public. So when you think I embarrassed you, 
So it could be I have to work on not saying certain, but the premises is I love you. And if you know someone loves you, so when he said something or did something, it's a lot easier to forgive, or it's a lot easier to get to a place of a misunderstanding. Right. That's what Rafi is saying. No one wants there not to be water. So why am I getting upset and personal? That's on Rafi. I heard it. I think it's appropriate for, for us every day. We do Chafetz Chaim. And one might say, why do I have to sit there every day? Why do I have to hear Rabbi Fisher saying, love you? And everyone saying, love you. What's going on? So I heard on Friday night that with Shalom Shvatron, that used to speak every, uh, every Shabbos in Zichron Leisha. I think every Shabbos. There's one standing outside Zichron Moshe, and he heard two guys speaking. And one guy told the other guy, to hear him speak. And the other guy said, he says the same thing every time. <laughs> so, and they ended up walking into the speech. And Rav Shalom started off by saying there was a man driving down the highway. And he pulled over in the middle of the highway and pulled down a newspaper. And everyone's honking and honking. And he gets out of the car and he says, I don't understand. I heard I heard the honking. What are you honking? <laughs> they said, yeah, you heard, but you're not moving. <laughs> so it's very nice every day. The idea of this year, Bezrat Hashem, is that we hear, but we have to move. It's not enough to just hear. And that is on that. Beautiful. Uh, Shlaimi Tesher, I think, said a, said a line that, that, that also reminded me of what you, what you were saying with the honking is that we don't move in the honking. It's a different twist to what you were saying, Rabbi Tzi, uh, but I'm just going to share it as well. He says, when it comes to negativity and it comes to honking, right, and even though nothing's happening, that, that we're willing to do over and over and over. That's okay to have negative thoughts even though that doesn't do anything. But the positive good thoughts, that, that we say, oh, I heard it already. You know, like the... Uh, like they say by the vaccines, that everyone's, oh, is it 5G, is it this? But when it comes to drugs, no one's asking, uh, oh, what's the effect? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, second, the second story was that, um, was that uh, my, uh, there, was, there was just a situation where I heard my... Uh, my uh, uh, my uh, someone close to me uh, was was hurt. Um, someone w- was hurt by by someone possibly, and and I I was starting to hear a little bit like who maybe hurt this person who's close to me, and immediately like I started um, like I, I started geha- bringing up inside of me this this uh, anger at this other person. Someone hurt someone close to you. It's like you know. Uh, you you'd sort of go, I, I go uh, we go into defense mode of like, I got to defend. Right? If someone hurts your wife, someone hurts your child, someone hurts your, your parent, someone hurts someone who's close to you, it's like, the na- and it's natural, it's a healthy thing to go in protection mode. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, get them. You know, like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, like, you know, and, and again, it's a, it's a normal, healthy thing. And then I thought of, I guess it's Peschus, you know, what we learn here every morning in, in uh, Chavetz Chaim. And I said to myself, you know, I know Rabbi Tzvi men- mentions this a lot when we speak about Lashon Hara. I said, wait, wait one second. Do I believe that Hashem, that Hashem is involved over here? So I was like, yeah. So if I believe that Hashem is involved, and I believe that Hashem is the one, you know, who is, who is who's causing the hurt, is causing the hurt, 
So then now, it doesn't mean that I can't be a protector of somebody. It doesn't mean that I can't help somebody. And, uh, you know, you're not allowed to say, oh, that guy has needs, right? They say that, Pshat. They say, why do we say, Sha'asali Koltsarki, right? We say, Paikeachivrim, Malbish Arumim, all in Lashon uh, plural, right? So why don't we say, Sha'asalanu Koltsarkeinu, that Hashem takes care of all of us. So they say, because when it comes to needs, you can't say that Hashem is taking care of his or her needs. That you have to say, my needs to us Lee Hashem is taking care of me. Uh, when it comes to somebody else, you can't say, oh, don't worry about that guy. Hashem will take care of him. You could say Hashem will take care of me. So it is, so it is very important. That's why we say it in Lashon Yachet, Sha'asalikotsarki. So I'm not saying that, that a person, if someone hurts someone, not to go to the defense of that person. But the upsetness that, that to start saying Lashon Hara or feeling hatred or anger towards someone, which is very normal, to say it, it's, it's Hashem. Hashem is the one who causes the pain for that person. Okay, it's sad that that person was the one who was, who, uh, was involved with that. But I think, when, I think that, that's, that that's something that hit me very much this morning. I just want to share with Lashon Hara, with Lashon Hara, that's the way it works as well. With Lashon Hara... Um, like we speak about, that's what it is. When a person realizes that it is all coming from Hashem. Everything that we go through is all from Hashem and, and nobody can hurt you. Nobody can hurt you. Hashem can decide, and Hashem decided on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem decided on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, that this is what you're going to go through. And if it wouldn't be this person, if it wouldn't be your roommate who's driving you nuts, Hashem has many, many other ways to drive you nuts. It's not your roommate. Yes? Doesn't the Chabad discuss that case when someone hits his kid or something in, in the shul and, and his fights and fathers? Doesn't he talk about that case? This, this I, I'm sure he does. I'm not, I'm not familiar, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. That, that, that what? what? What's the that? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's from Hashem. That it's from Hashem. No. Oh. Of course it's from Hashem. That's for sure. But uh, I remember he gives an answer there. I remember. Uh huh. Maybe the guy believing it, whatever. I guess the Shem is talking a case where you already believe it. Yeah, or you, or or you're you're leaning towards the protecting your the the person who. So you naturally want to say like, how could that person? So then I, I don't get upset at the person. I could ask Hashem, why are you doing this to me? I could uh, talk to Hashem and, 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 and ask Him 
um, you know, why is it that you're giving, you know, why is it that you're hurting me and you're putting me through this, but it's not the, your roommate, it's not your parents, it's not your siblings, it's not whoever it is, it's, it's Hashem, and you could, and then, and then you can have a, a different relationship with the person who's in, who's in that, who's in that uh, picture with you. We speak about this when it comes to Shalom Bias as well, right? When a person realizes that it's not my wife, it's, it's, it's what Hashem wants me to work on. It's not my spouse. It's what Hashem wants me to work on. So then, you know, okay, you, not, not everyone here could relate to that. But I, I would say, let's say with your parents, if you have challenges with your parents, or you've had certain things, you could say, this is what Hashem wants me to deal with. This is what Hashem wants me to, to you know, to, um, to be exposed to. Yes, Rabbi Berg. I mean, it's just, I'm, I don't want to like, take too much time over here, but this just reminds me, like, I had like a story that I had um, when I first got married. So I, my, my wife wanted to get me a nice present, and she, we wanted to get a lot of spark. I want, I got, we, we bought a lot of spark, and I was she was to say it was a new shoes time, and he spent thousands of shekels to get lots of spark, and we wanted to get a good deal. But to some guy, you know, like not in a store, one of these like sales outside, and I bought a lot of things from the guy, and I paid him foolishly up front the money, and he was supposed to deliver me this farm which obviously never ended up coming to my house. And we're talking about, we're talking about like thousands like, you know, of dollars like, worth of farm. And, and I'm waiting, it didn't come, and it was, just, it, was, it was a long, arduous process of like, trying to track the guy down where he lived, calling his rub, and it, then he called me back and he threatened me. And it, was, it was a whole situation. Finally, after, you know, I don't know what I had to do, I won't go into the details, I, I had a friend who was like going to give me some spark from his store, and, was, and I had to go there and pick it up. And it was like, you're talking about like picking up spark, you want to deliver to your house. You know, a heavy sparmer, you have to go. I didn't have a car, I had to go. Just keep schlepping every other day, schlepping, bring the spark back. And this was going on for months. And this is after fighting with the guy, and I had to track him down. And finally, the last set of spark I had to bring was, a, I think, a shulchanar. I had to also go to the store, pick it up, and heave it back home. It was Erev Rosh Hashanah. I remember it was Erev, and I had to go Erev Rosh Hashanah. You know, the better things to do Erev Rosh Hashanah, I had to go all the way to, to Bukhari to pick up it. And I remember I went into the store, Erev Rosh Hashanah, and who do I see in the store? As I'm picking up my, heaving my last set of farm, I see the guy. I see the guy who stole from me, who ripped me off. It's the first time I've seen him, because, you know, I've seen this guy. I see him. I wanted to kill him. I wanted to kill the guy. And I didn't know what to do. I was about to start, like, in Mamash, a humongous fight. I, I was so upset at this guy. I'm, I'm carrying like, I have to schlep because of you, the Ghanav. So I didn't know what to do. I, I ran outside the store, and, like, I was, my heart was beating. Beat. And also, I see some guy, some Hashemir that I recognized that gave me chizik one time. I see a Mamash across the street. It's random. I run him. I say, Hashemir. I forgot his name was. I'm like, this is the Matzim. There's a guy. I got him. I want to kill him. I see him right now. Say something to save me from killing the guy. <laughs> so he tells me, he's like, what? He saw the spot. This guy, he says, Agana? He's like, you know what Abdesu says about Agana? He says, what do you think? He stole the money from you. He's like, Hashem wanted you to lose the money. So Hashem took the money from me. He's like, what? You think he did something bad to you? No. He did the of Geneva. He has an issue with Hashem. So really, you're ASIC. Your issue is with Hashem. And his issue is with Hashem. You have nothing to do with each other. Wow. 
Wow. You have nothing to do with each other. So true. Wow. Arab Rosh Hashanah. Okay, let's continue. Yeah, I wanted to say that usually when we see um, when we're reporting our people, a lot of times because like we're reporting on ourselves. I was, in a, I was stuck in some sort of office um, some time ago and I was, I was stuck there for stuck and stuck and stuck and stuck. And stuck. And I was getting very upset because I wanted stuff to do. And I'm, I'm, I was literally worried about this person, and this person, this and this, and that person, this person. And then, fuck Shem, Shem, you hear that, that I, I get physically sure. And then I remember, you know, why, why am I upset? So I'm upset because I want to be home, I want to be somebody else. And what do these poor people ever do? And I should bring them up. And that's it. And it was, it was nice. Everything was great. Amazing. Amazing. So true. You know, Shkoyach it's as, as we always say from the Medrash, man boichai, man boichai, twice. Who wants life? Who wants life? The Rochel, the peddler, who's asking me, Ha'ish, who says, who says, is that he says, who wants life twice? And the, and the Chazal explain that who, or they say pshat on that Chazal, that who wants life twice means like the Sano saying is that somebody who lives like this has a good life here. Forget about the next world. Forget about the schar that a person gets in the next world. And with that, we can't imagine what that is. But just living a life in this world that you're happier, you're more uh, relaxed, you're more able to, to love people more, you're able to, to uh, accept people more, you're able to just feel good. Otherwise, you, you, a person can sit around and be around all day where, like the words Nisana was saying, you burn people up. You know, you're really burning yourself up. You know, you're burning mad. You're burning mad. You, you destroy yourself. You're not, you're, not, you're not destroying anybody but yourself. So, yes, Yosef. I just, I just want to clarify. I mean, yes. I know also Rebbe and Shiva in general speak a lot about communication, not letting things build up and say, oh, it's, you know, whatever. It is what it is. And, you know, we talk a lot about speaking things out that bother you with a specific person in general. Right. So, so I, I'm asking you, I know there's a balance, but right. over here it sounds like we're just talking about saying everything from Hashem out 
right. the communication aspect. Right, right, right. You, what I think you're saying, Yosef, is that, um, so at, at what point are you fooling yourself by saying that it's all from Hashem, but really someone hurts you and you want to communicate that hurt? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm saying we've right. talked about we're not Sadiq and we're not on the right. level to say that. We're on the right. level right. to communicate, right. and that is the highest level. Right, right. That's a, that's a, great, that's a great point. Um, again, we're talking about maybe, maybe just it depends who, who it is. You can't communicate with every person who you, you know, they did something or this and that. You're not going to go over to somebody and everybody and say, oh, you hurt me, you hurt me, you hurt me, I'm hurt by you about this. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, if you're talking about your spouse, you're talking about your parents, you're talking about siblings, you're talking about people who are close to you, that might be very different, you know. That might be very that's different. Hi, who is this? Hi. There's a line you could call in? It's probably the wrong Yeah, they're asking a question, right. Is it a, yeah, you have here? It depends who it is. If it's someone, if it's someone who you're... Someone who you're close with, who you can speak things out. I think the wrap up says he had a deal, and he'll just dance. I think Right. He doesn't say if you're close, if Today's the yard site of Rav Shmuel Orbach. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, I'm going to share a story that I think only a few people know of this story about him. It's, similar, it's, it's appropriate because of what Rabbi Burke said. I don't know where, I, where I'll fit this story anywhere else about Ghanim's. But uh, Rav Shmuel Orbach, I heard it both from the man that was there and the woman confirmed them two separate times because I didn't believe it. Um, uh, after the fasting, which it happens to be that one of his close students told me recently that Rishmuel fasted for 20 years every single day, the whole day, and didn't eat and only ate at night. That's what I, I heard it this past two weeks from his close student. Wow. And uh, Rishmuel on Matzah Yom Kippur, after a fasting day, he had a student that got involved with the mafia in Eretz Yisrael that. The family was up north. So if Shmuel got in the car, Matzi and Kipper, without eating, with my good friend Uzi, that some, many of you know, and another woman by the name of Harabanit Vulias Buluni, that she's a Rebbitzin and she's a mediator for, for those things. And I sat with her and I asked her to confirm the story with Uzi. Mikey was there because we went with Mikey to try to help him with his Arab village. And she said, you think um, your dad's a gangster, I'll tell you a story what, what happened with me and Uzi. So they drove up north to one of the famous families, Dumrani, those who read newspapers, and uh, Rav Shmuel showed up with Uzi, 
and the guy owed like six or 15 million shekel to that family, and Rav Shmuel sat there for an hour with him, and when the guy walked out and told Uzi, Hachov Machut, for whoever it was, it was a famous guy. Wow. And that was a tzaddik that, wow. for one of his students, he went, wow. uh, so Rebbe, what am I asking? I'm asking, I'm asking for 50 grand. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Aaron, wow. Aaron, Aaron, Yeah, let's hear. No, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to share of, uh, how much of a, uh, how much of a gift it is and how much of a miracle it is that, uh, that we have such a, such a system like this where, where, uh, you know, if someone steals from you or if someone, you know, messes you over or if someone does something to you, you know, there's like, uh, there's like a guidebook to it and there's, and there's ways to cope with it and there's, and there's advice and there's this and there's that. And, and uh, I got to say, at least for me in my own personal life, that I've gotten, uh, I've got, I've got, I've gotten uh, messed over plenty of times and I've gotten robbed and whatever, plenty of times. So... You know, now, now when things happen, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a whole different reality um, that uh, now that I guess I'm, you know, slowly getting in touch with the Torah and Chavetz and Shashashar and all these things, it's like, uh, it's really a lifesaver. You know, it really is a life saver. So I'm grateful for uh, for all of this because it saves my life on a daily basis. Oh, amazing! <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, amazing, amazing. Thank you. Okay. Okay, let's let's begin with the halacha, the halacha practice. This is a this is um, okay. Let's let's start it. We'll hear. There's a very common mistake, page 67, day 23. There's a very common mistake of which people are not aware. And that is you're not allowed to talk negatively about a Jewish doctor. Right? To say, my doctor is very nasty. My doctor is so uncaring. She never returns phone calls. He never returns phone calls. These statements are not allowed to be said when spoken as a casual conversation. That's the key. If it's a casual conversation and you're just, you know, sitting around and just talking talking about things, that's where really where Lashon Hara becomes a problem when you're sitting around. However, of course, if someone asks you specific information about a doctor because they are interested in using that doctor for themselves or their children, and of course, all conditions of speaking Lashon Hara for constructive purposes must be met, which we're not going to get into now. But basically, and this is a lot of things that we speak about. When it comes to, let's say, venting to someone or talking to a close friend about an issue that you're having with your parents or an issue you're having with a person 
or with, with whoever it might be. So that's already very different when you're having an open conversation with somebody to help you. That's not, that's not necessarily going to be Lashon Hara. And as the Chavaz Chaim says, a lot of times that could be a mitzvah to even listen to the person vent to you. Of course, you wanna, there are different things you have to do as the listener to be careful. But we're talking about just sitting around, you know, schmoozing about your doctor or schmoozing about, you know, this or schmoozing about the school that you went to, schmoozing about something that maybe bothers you or a certain Rebbe, you know, that you had or certain things, just stom, just to, just to talk. That's already where it's very dangerous for a person to get involved in conversations. But of course, right, and I'm, the only reason I'm saying this is because, yes, if you have a doctor who is a doctor that, that uh, you know, is d- difficult for you or certain things that, that you know, whatever, whatever it might be, is that the same person? Okay, so Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us let us be zocha each and every one of us. Let us be zocha to as we begin a new week, as we begin a new day, as we begin a new life. Because remember, today is your life. That is something that we don't always remember. Is that right now you're in your life. Many times we're waiting for my life. To happen, my life is going to happen when I this. My life is really going to begin when this. This is when things are going to start for me. But when a person begins to 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 live in the world of right now, I'm in my life. Right now, this is my life. How do I want to live my life today? How do I want to live my life now? Then sometimes it's much easier for a person to begin to implement and for a person to begin to live the way he wants to live. Because the Yitzhahara keeps us very, like uh, Rabbi Tzvi was saying before, from moving. And moving, of course, doesn't always mean that you have to um, change everything. It doesn't mean you have to change things. Moving sometimes can be learning yourself more, accepting yourself more, learn, understanding yourself more, being, being more true to yourself, being more invested in yourself. That's another word for love. To invest, I invest in myself. I believe in myself. I I care for myself. I have hope for myself. Those are also ways of a person showing himself love. And just to remember, we'll let us all be zocha as we are in a month of Geula, as as we're in preparation for the month of Geula of Nisan. But Purim is all about, especially this week, is the week of Purim. Purim is a time of Gula. Purim is, the, is a time when a person is able to free himself from so many things. A person is able to, to really break out of a lot on the day of Purim. As we said, Purim is Yom Kippurim. It's literally just like you feel after Yom Kippur, a certain cle- a cleansing, a purity. A person feels uh, new. He feels fresh. So too, this week is a week where, where, where we're able to really tap in to the tahara of Purim, to the beauty and the purity of Purim. So let us all be zoch. And of course, this is a time of tremendous achtos, leich knos, as kol yehudim, 
the Yom Tiv of Purim is a, is a Zman of, of Achtus, is a Zman of coming together. That's how we fight Amalek. We fight Amalek. We fight Haman. Haman said the words, Am Mefuzer Umefurid Bein which means we're separated, we're fragmented, we're fragmented. That's what Haman, that's how Amalek looks at us. He says, ah, look at these Jews. You have these groups of, of Hasidim, you have these groups of uh, Litvish, and you have these groups of Mizrachim, and you have Chilonim, and you have this. That's the language of, that's the language of, the, the, of, of Haman. The language of, of, of Klal Yisrael is, is Am Echad, Belev Echad, we are we're all achtas. There's a tremendous lech says call hayyudim to bring everyone together to, to, to love it, especially in Eretz Yisrael where we're zocha that the whole country is we're all we're all we're all Jews. The whole the whole entire country is is Jews, and it's and because of that, it's sometimes difficult to see. Oh, Shlomi, we mentioned you already, and and uh, and yeah, Shlomi Tesher. Tell you what I said in a second. You'll 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 tell me if I said it, if I quoted you properly. But the pshat is that this is a time of of and you know what I know what it comes down to. It comes down to if there is no enemy within, then the enemy without can do us no harm. All of our enemies on the outside are all a representation of the enemies from within ourselves. When you feel pirud, when you feel separation on the outside. It's all because there's a separation within yourself. It means that there's something that you're hating within yourself. When you look at another Jew and you see something, or you look at another person, whoever it might be, whoever it might be, it could be your, anybody. It could be the closest people to you. If you feel that hatred, don't think it's the person. It has nothing to do with the person. It's all something within yourself that you hate about yourself. It's something within yourself that you despise about yourself. And sometimes it's hard to hear that because it's like, no, 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 what do you mean? I, I'm telling you it's him. I'm telling you it's him. Yes, there's no question that that person might trigger that. That person might bring out that part of you. But it's definitely a part of you. The line I said, Shlaimi, was from you was that when it comes to, you know, we were talking about, ah, oh, Rabbi Tzvi was talking about, you know, a, a, a different uh, a, a different person, you know, to, uh, who gave speeches, and they said, "Oh, what, what do we have to hear it? We hear it. What do we have to hear about the positivity, the love? We heard it. We've already heard it. We've heard about the positivity and love." So I think you had said once, Shlaimi, that when it comes to negativity, that we can hear, you know, chaz or over, over, over all the negativity. When it comes to the love, that we hear, "Oh, I heard it already once." We think we're yotzer, right? Was that? Did I quote you right? Huh? Stand by. <laughs> right, okay, good. But it's so true. It's so true to bombard ourselves with negativity that we could do for our whole life. That we could do when it comes to love and positivity. Okay, shkoyach, shkoyach. You know, I heard that. I heard that speech already. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. I will have a few minutes. We'll start off in in Hashem will help us all not to be makabel and lashon hara, not to listen to speak. Any Lashon Hara to see the good in every person, and every person includes ourselves, to see the beauty in ourselves and others, and all of Klal Yisrael. Amen. Okay, let's begin. We are up to number six in the 
Nikias, which we're talking about what happens when we hang around people. When we hang around people, we said they're going to be, we're up to, we did five things that are going to happen. Number one is we're going to verbally abuse them, which means we're going to hurt people's feelings. Number two is we might give bad advice. Number three is, as we've been talking, one might speak Lashon Hara. Number four, we said it brings up hatred and revenge. Number five, we said last week is, your word is not a word. You could say one thing and mean something else, and your word doesn't mean anything when you talk to people. The sixth thing that the Mishul Sharm talks about is Dvar Hasheker, which is being a liar. And he says, I'm going to read the, the uh, beginning. He says, Hine Dvar Hasheker, Kamhu Chali Ra Nispashet Ma'od Bivnei Ha'adam. He says, it is a sickness when a person is a liar and he lies and it's widespread on around people. Vula madregas, madregas yeshbo. There are different levels of being a liar. Number one, he says, yeshbnei adam shum nasam mamish shakranas. He says, you have people who literally just lie. They are holchem ubodim malibam ksavim kimurim. They're willing to make up full-fledged lies. Right? And you know that we live in a world now of, you know, it's hard to even believe, you know, the news, what's fake, what's real. It's, it's a little bit crazy. And he says, why do people lie? This is the first reason he says that people like to lie. He says, Laman harbos sicha bain habrios. Because what it does is, is it's a great conversation. You could talk a lot of a lot, a lot of great things if you lie. Ole chashiv min hachachamim v'yodei dvarim harbe. Because if you lie and no one knows that you're lying, you can make up things. And people are like, "Wow, that's incredible." People look at you and they're like, "Wow, that is unbelievable." So you become a professional uh, conversationalist. People enjoy your company. You're willing to do whatever it is to get whatever you need from people. And one of those things is, I will lie. And he says, Unbelievable. It's an abomination, as we're going to talk a little bit about, that right? the Gemara in Shabbos says, Hashem is emes. So that's one of the reasons why we say, which we'll talk a little bit about. I'd like to hear comments from everybody here. But it's one of the things that the Masil um, Sharm says. Of course, we all know of the sickness of being a liar. But I just want to talk more about the origin, and then I'll let everyone talk about it. Lying, lying is is really a result. Many times, when it comes with people, is is just a natural thing that people might do as a kid. It might start when with you're a kid. If there's competition with other people or you're in class and you want to show that, hey, I also have a bike like that. You know, my father's stronger than your father. Uh, this, this, you know, I'm better than you. It's like a way for a person to sort of get status and to feel good about himself. And what happens is, is that that can continue into his adult life, as he's going to speak about, is that one of the um, problems of of the liar is number one, he lies to himself. He doesn't even know, because if you tell a lie enough times, right, what do they say? It becomes the truth. You can lie to yourself 
and lie to yourself over and over that you don't even know what's true and what's not true. That's why a lot of times, you know, people get married, you know, and when they get married, you know, what happens is suddenly they find themselves like, oh, I'm not as great as, as everyone said that I was. Or I, I thought that I was like the man, you know, in yeshiva. And suddenly when it comes to, you know, this relationship with my wife, I'm just a regular guy, like having to just deal with stuff that I never dealt with because... You the, wish you were a regular guy. What? I'm saying you. <laughs> right, 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 right. Halavai, right, exactly. But the shot is, but the shot is, is that when a person... Um, and, and again, it's a, I, I want to say this because um, the Masil Sharm talks about this. Being a liar is something that is very um, uh, widespread. It's widespread. It means that we lie. Obviously, there are different levels. He's going to talk about it, which we'll talk about as uh, this week, um, you know, as the week goes. But really, being a liar has, has many different levels. Some people are straight out liars, and some people, you know, know how to really. You know, be more, um, you know, uh, uh, creative in their line. You know, so, so uh, and that's what's going to happen when you're hanging around with people. Especially if you conditioned yourself, if you conditioned yourself that you need people's acceptance. A lot of times it's difficult for a person just to be quiet. A lot of times it's difficult for a person to just be quiet and sit in the back and just be whatever it is. So he needs to get status. That's one of the reasons um, that a person will lie. Yes, Rabbi Erblich. Just was thinking, uh, basically, so you're trying to make a connection with the other people. Right. So, lie. so Sheker, if you, if you turn the mm. letters around, it's Kesher. But it's messed up. <laughs> Very good. Shkoyach, Rabbi Erblich. Good. I like that. Rabbi Erblich saying that Sheker is Kesher because, because you're trying to make a connection but I really like what you're saying, that it's messed up. I'm, gonna, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm not sure which, I know what you meant, it's messed up. There's a, it's a pun. You could say it's messed up. The, word, the letters are messed up, or you're saying, in the way we talk, it's messed up. But, but I want to say something about what you're saying, which is very powerful, is that, and then we'll get to you, in a second, is that Sheker, Sheker of making that Kesher, making that connection, is there's nothing further from the truth. Because it might be, an, it might be a, a instant connection, but you're so disconnected. And everyone here could share a little bit more with me about that, because in our generation, and more in your generation, where there's, we've spoken about this, of social media, where you're trying to connect to people, but you're only connecting in a chitzonious, lying way. When you're, when you're connecting to other people on the, you know, on, I don't know how these things work, on on uh, uh, whatever it's called, on these, uh, what's it called? Uh, what? Social media. Platform, social media, and you're showing people that you're something, so you're trying to connect to other people, but you're a liar. You're literally making this connection, but then you deep down inside, and we spoke about a Friday night, you could have somebody who, uh, you know, who posts and people this, they like him, and he feels this connection, but deep down, he's sitting in his, you know, uh, bedroom, you know, depressed about who he is inside because he's missing that connection. I'm out, but yeah. In purity of speech, it says, some, it says sometimes that, like, you need a lie to not, to not say what's in power, right? But that's sort of putting you in the world of lying. How, how, how can, how, how is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah, that's a great question. 
Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, so, so the Gemara says there are three things a person's allowed to lie about. Three things. One of them, which for many years I thought it's the opposite, if someone asks you, how was the, the meal by Smee's house? So you're not supposed to say it was amazing, which apparently no one listened here, and now every week we have a lot of people coming to my house. Um, and, and I think that's the difference of the lie, of, of, of the gray area when one should say, if it's going to affect someone else, then you don't have to be honest on his cheshbon. doesn't mean you lie. It means you can say, someone says you finished a shas. Did you finish? So you're allowed to lie because it has to do with my ego. So I'm allowed to say, I don't know, I'm not sure, or things like that. So I think that's the, the balance as we will speak in, a, in the marriage <coughs> classes, that we don't always tell our wife what we think, or, and vice versa, because that would end in divorce, and you've got to get your little salt shakers. So I think maybe that's what we're Yeah, yes, yes. And that is that if you are a person, if you are a person who is so true to 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 everything that you're saying is truthful, then let that be like the kasha. I, I don't think that our problem is. I don't think our problem is the time where we're allowed to lunch. First, first a person can work on being honest with himself, being honest with other people, and then he can deal with those specific cases where it could be so hard. Like Yaakov Aminu, who is, who is the Mida of MS, had to, had to, you know, like, kill himself, you know, to, to sort of be a little bit not honest. So I'm saying Halabai, it begins like that. I don't know if that, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, that's very important. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha to, to, you know, the, the honesty, like we always talk in this uh, forum and we try in, in this yeshiva to live by this, all of us, is, um, is to really ultimately it comes down to being honest with oneself, which is probably one of the hardest things for a person to, to be. Um, it's very difficult to be honest with oneself. You need a lot of help to be honest with yourself because the nature of a person is to be deceptive and the nature of a person is that we get hurt and lying and deceiving comes from hurt. Uh, many times a person covers up things uh, with lies. You cover, you cover yourself up with lies. A person sometimes has difficulty, right? Like they say, the truth hurts. The truth hurts. Sometimes it's, it's hard to say, you know what? You know what? I, uh, I, maybe I grew up, right? Maybe I did grow up and maybe um, I did not have the best childhood. Or maybe I actually did have a good childhood. Sometimes it's hard to be honest with that. To say, actually, maybe my childhood wasn't as bad. You know, I've been, I've been uh, telling myself for 20 years how, how terrible my childhood was. Maybe it actually wasn't so bad. Maybe it's hard to hear that honesty. Maybe it's hard to hear the honesty, you know, of, of the fact that I'm actually a great guy. You know, we, we, it's honesty doesn't always, doesn't mean, uh, honesty is not, is not something that has a, 
you know, goes this way or that way. Being on, that's the fear of honesty. The fear of honesty is that you don't know what it's going to say because it's just the truth. It's not like there's no agenda with honesty. It is, it is what it is. It is what it is. And sometimes it's difficult for a person to live in a world of it is what it is when we're so exposed to, you know, it's not what it's not or it is what it's not, whatever it is. Yes, Mayor, please. Uh, I, was, uh, I was thinking well, when it comes to trying to be uh, honest, um, I know uh, a lot of in, in my life, so, um, so there could have been a lot of, oh, I'm in a certain kind of people, I have, to act, I have to act a certain kind of way. They're talking about this, now, now I have to talk like this and I'm doing all these things that people should like me. Right. And then when I leave, I hate all them and I feel like they're judging me and I feel like nobody gets me. But, uh, but I feel like nobody gets me because I'm not showing anybody who I am. So how are they supposed to get me if I'm never bringing who I am to the table? Wow. So, uh, and, uh, well, I guess we do a round of applause first. And, 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 and I'm saying, I, and then of course I feel like that about my myself. But uh, well, Rabbi said this uh, this line just now, like that Hashem hates Sheker. Right. So the whole Sheker is that I'm not being me. So maybe the reason why Hashem hates Sheker so much is because mm. He so badly wants me. Wow! 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 Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Amazing. 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 And, and if I could jump on your back on that one, like, like, we're the one who rejects me. We're the one who's rejecting me. Hashem is like begging us to be me, and He's sending us all these things to force me to be me, and I'm resisting His wanting me to be me. And uh, that's amazing. Right, wow. That reminds me of the story with the camel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because the baby camel asked the mother camel, what's with these ugly eyebrows? So the mother said, son, we're the only animal that we could uh, travel in the Sahara Desert under the sandstorms and survive. And what's with these ugly, long legs, ugly legs? Said, son, we're the only animal that could go for miles and miles. And what's with the hump? She said, we're the only animal that could carry water in this ugly hump. He said, Mama, I understand why we have eyebrows. I understand why we have such, such long legs, such ugly humps. But if we have so much, why are we stuck in a cage in the zoo? And uh, that's the idea that we cage ourselves. And we, don't, and we lie to ourselves. And I was looking to throw this in, that I, I, I wanted to send Rebbe videos that you should be proud of your student. But on Thursday, I emceed an event with 120 people, which Yosef was there, Srilly, and we were managed to raise for my friend Ephraim 200 grand. Oh, wow. And I was extreme, pledges, pledges. The collection is oozy. But uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I was uh, very nervous. I was very nervous before the event. And I actually, it was refreshing that I saw a guy from the 12-step program um, that's a quiet guy, and, and people might think, oh, he has no shaykhs to speak. But he's the one that I went to because the honesty that I've heard from him and we share through our journey. And I just told him, I'll be honest, I'm extremely nervous. I know I'm looking fly with the tie that I haven't worn in 11 years and the suit. But I'm nervous. And he said, oh, I've been. He didn't have what to have. He just said, thanks for sharing. 
and then I rock the place because I realize we're all wearing <laughs> the same. We're, we're all wearing the same underwear, and it's the illusion in me. And when I got home and I got the phone calls of Kuzmach trying to hire me and the Tzedak organization trying to hire me, I said, look how I lie to myself. Look how great you are and can be. And you're limiting yourself. When I said Fishers, we're staying in Fishers. So. Hey. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let's be Zoha. Uh, I'll end off because when, when it comes to honesty and lying in this conversation um, and this Torah that we're talking, uh, it could be very challenging to beat yourself up and to uh, expect yourself to turn on a dime. And like we started off this year, uh, it's so important to be gentle to yourself. It's so important to be understanding to yourself. It's so important to be, as Rav Batal was saying, to be patient with yourself on this journey of uh, self-discovery and understanding who you are, like Mayer said so beautifully, is that Hashem, you know, that's part of the Shekhinah being in Gullus, is, uh, is the fact that we're in Gullus, is that we, we, Hashem, you know, just wants us to be us. Hashem just, He, he created you to just be you. And, uh, right, and that's all Hashem wants. So let us, Hashem, help us love ourselves, uh, more and more and love each other more and more. Uh, and as Rav Simcharaba says, don't just have a great day. Create for yourself an amazing day, us and all the Jewish people. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.